listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hi, you're listening to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Aria and I'm with Dr. Glenn. Hello. He's our vet. So we're here to discuss my least favourite of all of the worms, the tapeworm. Poor tapeworms. I, no, I have no sympathy for them. They are cunning and they are smart and they are creepy and gross. And that is why we're here with you so you can tell us how we never have to encounter these horrible yeah, little things. You, you don't want them in your life, yes. No, yeah. no, I don't. Um, <laughs> and neither does your dog or cat. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Uh, so before we get started, this is general advice. So for advice specific to your pet, Have a chat with your treating veterinarian. Sounds good. So there are a number of different tapeworms in Australia. Yeah. That's right. There's lots and lots and lots, lots, but the main ones that we worry about for dogs and cats, um, yes, there's there's a couple that we are concerned with. Yeah. And they – it can be – this is why I say they're cunning because it can be a little bit confusing to know what to do for each of the different ones. So – yeah, there's there's a dosage difference between um, the different types of tapeworms. I mean, they're, they're infective and they can cause infections in both dogs and cats and um, some of them are species-specific and some of them aren't species-specific. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they've got, they've got a fairly convoluted life cycle, sometimes mm-hmm. they, they have different um, effects in different animals, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to break all of that down. Sounds good. So the life cycle, it's actually pretty fascinating. Yes. So... Can you explain maybe the flea tapeworm, how their life cycle works? Because that's the most – do you most commonly see that? That's the most common one I see and it's the simplest life cycle as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, the flea tapeworm basically just goes between a cat and dog or the flea. So that's – there's no one else involved. Um, As we'll find out later, there's sometimes other animals involved basically. (laughs) Um, So the flea tapeworm, a dog has a flea. Um, That flea has got um, the tapeworm eggs in it um, and the dog chews on flea and ingests them and that is the way the dog gets infected. Um, The dog has tapeworms that grow inside its intestine and colon um, and the little segments or eggs get pooped out and um, go into the environment on the ground and flea larvae hatch out and part of their life cycle is to eat the poop of um, mostly fleas but also they eat all sorts of organic matter including dog poop. Disgusting. Um, and um, then that flea takes in the little flea tapeworm egg and jumps on and bites the next dog or cat and gives that one yes. tapeworms. So, yeah, it's a reasonably unconvoluted life cycle compared to some of them but that's yep. how they get it. Yeah, so if your dog's got fleas, if your cat's got fleas, they can get flea tapeworm. And that's why it's important to prevent and treat fleas. Correct. One of the reasons. Correct. Yes. Um, so treatment for a flea tapeworm, what, what does that involve? Um, a single dose of the tapeworm in dogs kills um, tapeworm, kills the flea tapeworm basically. Cats can, can get infected with the flea tapeworm, but it's fairly uncommon. Okay. Um, but basically the dogs, um, it only takes a single dose to kill any tapeworms that are in the system. There's mm-hmm. no residual effect from any of the tapeworming medications that we use, which mm-hmm. is basically prezoquinal. Um, so it kills uh, the tapeworm adults that are currently in the system mm-hmm. and you need to do it frequently enough that it prevents the tapeworms from causing any problems. You can't keep them sterile of flea tapeworms mm-hmm. um, because uh, you'd have to 
dose them every day basically to, to stop them becoming infected every day. But the easiest way to stop them from getting flea tapeworms is to not have any fleas as well. So yeah. um, it's a combination of um, very good flea control so your dog isn't getting flea tapeworms, mm-hmm. um, but also um, uh, you can kill the flea tapeworms when they're in the system. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if just to, to, to recap, if we've got fleas, then we should do a treatment with a product with an active ingredient called praziquantel. Yes. Uh, and then treat with that treat and with then that. work on preventing the fleas and then you should be also preventing the flea tapeworm. Correct. Cool. Um, so if you um, – if you, if you Dog gets any fleas, basically, you can get flea tapeworms. So mm-hmm. if you're using a long-term prevention that stops them getting any fleas, well, then that makes flea tapeworming less um, important. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a number of the flea products that we've got now that are long-acting systemic medications that stops fleas in their tracks, basically. Yeah. So in that way, there's a couple of them that have got registration for preventing flea tapeworms. Yeah. It doesn't actually kill the flea tapeworms, yeah. um, but prevents flea tapeworms. So um, for me, it's really important, like if you get a puppy and it's had fleas or you're not sure if it's had mm-hmm. fleas before, like if you get it from the breeder and, and you haven't been the one that's given a tapeworming dose, I think that's important to give a tapeworming dose because you don't absolutely 100% know its history previously. Yeah. Um, but from there, if you're on very good flea control um, with the Brevectos and Nexgards and mm-hmm. Simparicas, um it's unlikely that they're going to get any flea tapeworms after that. Yeah, yep. awesome. So what about the more convoluted tapeworms? <laughs> what um, do you mean by that? Sounds ominous. Yeah, I mean, Sporometra <laughs> is a pretty common tapeworm. Okay. Um, when I say common, like I see it clinically in practice in both dogs and cats um, reasonably frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a crazy little one that goes through um, a little water flea, so a little microscopic organism that runs around in Dirty water, basically. Wow. Um, so that's the starting point of um, where that tapeworm comes from. Um, so if the um, cat or dog poops in the environment and some of that poop ends up in water, which happens all the time, yeah. um, that little egg from the dog's poop or the cat's poop um, ends up in that little flea and anything that goes up the food chain basically that eats that little thing so it's probably another microscopic organism eats that and then a slug or a snail or insect of some sort Mm -hmm. eats that and then anything that eats that insect so that brings birds and mice and rats and slugs and other bits and pieces into the fray and then whatever eats them which is often cats or sometimes dogs that eats um, basically lizards, snails, slugs, skinks. Anything that eats anything else, basically. <laughs> so that's, that sort of um, joins the chain of that yeah. life cycle. So it's yeah, it can be quite convoluted, basically. That's very clever evolution on the tapeworm. Mm, yeah, parasites pretty tricky. That's very clever. Yeah. They're just working their way up. Yeah. So I mean, it's it. I mean, probably worse in cats, um, realistically, because they tend to hunt more stuff yes. than dogs do. Um, but it's a um, sneaky tapeworm in that to actually kill the tapeworm, it actually takes four times the body weight tapeworming dose um, to kill uh-huh. that worm. So yeah. that's where people get com- um, confused about dosages on tapeworming because yeah. um, sometimes the vet will say, okay, you need a four times the animal's body weight dose. So if you've got a 20 kilo dog, you actually need to give it 80 kilograms worth of tapewormer to wow. kill Sporometra. And some vets in some areas actually recommend that you do that same dosage two days in a row. Okay. Um, so you give them a fair whack of Prezoquan, which is a, a very safe yes. worming medication, um, but that's what it takes to kill that tapeworm. And it's one of the really long 
tapeworms um, that yep. we see, so um, up to like eight metres long, um, oh. convoluted up and down in, in a cat's intestine. And, and I mean, sometimes they you know, occasionally cause blockages and that sort of thing, but I mean, most of the time we see people freaking out because they've got a bit of string hanging out their <laughs> cat's butt um, when it's been in the litter tray. Um, and it causes irritation and, and itchy bum syndrome and all that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> and if you've got enough of them, it, it causes you know weight loss and, and clinical symptoms, but yeah. it's mostly the ick factor that... that Clues people onto this something, oh, yeah. something going on. Yeah, yeah. It's, you can't miss when, when those are when those are hanging out. Yes. It, it, it's, a, it's a haunting sight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a haunting sight. Um, so yeah, so it's it's in areas um, like the feather you go north in tropical areas. It seems to do better basically, yeah. and and all the tapeworms don't do well in freezing conditions. But if we're talking about Australia, there's not many places that are frozen much no. of the year, basically. Um, so it, it's always out there. But some areas have got like some areas called the gecko tapeworm because gecko is okay. really common, and, yeah. and the cats are eating geckos all the time, and they're getting sporometra tapeworm that way. Yeah, yeah. So how do you how do people know what to, to do about this? Do you wait to see symptoms or is it something you want to be preventing or behaviourally what your animal is doing? Is yeah, that- the spirometry is a hard one. I mean, for me, if I had an indoor-outdoor cat, and I mean, I don't recommend indoor-outdoor cats because of the environmental things and, and it's a lot riskier for the cats as well. Yeah. Um, but if I had an outdoor cat that had the possibility for eating stuff like that, I'd probably do a spirometry tapeworming dose every three months. Every three months. Um, as a preventative measure um, or you don't do it every three months and you wait for spirometry tapeworm to come along and hang out their butt and then cause <laughs> troubles. But I'd, if, if your cat's an indoor aqua cat, I, I, I think justifying it every three month presoquinal dose um, at four times the cat's body weight makes sense. And what about with dogs? Um, dogs are the same, as in the same dosage um, mechanism. Because dogs don't tend to, um, you know, hunt as much and eat as much stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I find it pretty hard to justify, like yeah. doing a four times body weight dose, preventive dose every three months, um, unless you've had problems before potentially. Yeah, um, okay. But it's probably in dogs more so uh, treated if you need to. Yeah, okay. Situation with the with the four times body weight dose for the spirometra. So looking out for those symptoms. Basically, yeah. 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 And I mean, your vet um, usually can tell with a poop sample is there um, worm eggs um, in the poop sample. Yes. If you take a fresh poop sample in, and one of the joys of life is to, to do fecal floats and poop samples and have yes. a look for parasites in that. In, is, in that. That's something we, I think, we. That, that's very. I, I, lo- I, I love that we can do that. I it's think, interesting. I think it's great. I think it's a really effective method. And yeah. it's, not, it's not very costly to do it. No. Um, and it's a great way to know what to treat for. So yep. So it, it's one of the um, the preventative mechanisms that we can use um, for um, looking looking for parasites. It smells yeah. smells a bit, unfortunately, but yeah. <laughs> but isn't it cool that, that that people can just bring you their their dog's poop and you can see what's going on in there That's and awesome. know what to do? Vet science is all about poop. It's great. <laughs> um. So that is the spirometra. Yep. There's also hydatid tapeworms. Yes. What's their deal? Um, hydatid tapeworms are really bad for people. Um, mm. Hydatid tapeworms um, terminate their life cycle in 
dogs and cats. Um, so um, the dogs and cats get the tapeworm in their gut and can have those troubles with with weight loss and gastrointestinal upset and that sort of thing mm-hmm. with having a tapeworm hanging out their butt. Um, but the the main problem with um, hordata tapeworm is if it gets in any other species other than cats and dogs, um, it insists in muscle or liver or abdominal tissue. It can Oof. be actually anywhere throughout the body waiting for another animal to come along and eat that muscle. So oh, um, no. if, if it's pooped out through the cat or dog and um, gets out in the environment and, and little creatures end up with those little insisted um, tapeworms in their muscle, it often doesn't worry them. But in people, it can cause um, hot cyst carcinomas, basically. So they yeah. cause irritation in tissue, particularly the liver and, and abdominal cavity. And uh, 10 to 20 to 30 years after you're infected, you get cancer and it's bad um, or, it or, or cysts rupture in, into your abdomen and you get septic shock and all sorts of horrible stuff. Case in point why they're my least favourite. Yeah, they're not very nice. Um, and, I mean, if you're in a animal production system, um, cattle and sheep can be infected with those cysts and it causes carcass downgrades and all that sort of thing because no one wants to eat um, animal muscle with hot-added cysts in them. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's certainly a problem and it's killed easily by your regular tape worming program cool. um, but if you're in an animal production system you certainly don't want your farm dogs or farm animals to be harboring hot out cyst infecting your livestock that then could potentially infect people yes yep. so for us everyday pet owners yep how do we prevent um again with your um, regular worming program um kills the worms but i mean how does your pet in town get infected with hot added tapeworm um Freezing meat kills it. Um, so if, yeah. you, if you're freezing um, your meat, it, that controls it. I mean, any animals that have been through a um, the normal abattoir system should be inspected and make it a lot less likely that they've got um, hot additives contaminating them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, not feeding um, animals that haven't been through a um, abattoir system and being carcass mm-hmm. inspected, etc. I mean, if your dog's out eating, eating roadkill or something or if you're, um, yeah, Capturing feral game and that sort of thing, and, yeah. and not inspecting it properly and not freezing it, there's you know there's potential for high data risk okay. there. Um, and uh, some people like giving their dogs kisses and all that sort of thing. But if your dog happened to have high data tapeworms and licked its butt and then licked your face, then you've got a high data tapeworm which could kill you. So that's not very nice. The deadly kiss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so just yes, th- think where your dog's mouth just been. Oh, I I don't I don't want I know I I know enough about where my dog's mouth goes to yeah. know that I don't want it near mine. Yeah, I, I I like my dogs, but they're not licking my face. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they we love them, but they are disgusting. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> they've just been licking their backside. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, it that it is a lower risk. For sort of dogs and, and cats. And it's cow. a lot of for the dogs um, that have yeah, not exposed to farm situations or or um, animals, yeah, or eating animals that haven't been through a processing system, yeah. basically. Yeah. 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 And are there any other types of tapeworm that we see here? That- I mean, not many clinically. I mean, it, all species of animals have got their own tapeworms and, and got their own different life cycles. I mean, the um, uh, Tinea ovis, which is the sheep measles, like it's a production system problem for yeah. sheep that if, again, farm animals, um, dogs and cats have got um, those tapeworms, it causes these little muscle cysts in mm-hmm. the body, which doesn't cause hydatid cyst cancer 
problems for people, but it makes the meat look funky. They call it sheep measles. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the meat actually has got little spots all through it, which is these little um, hydatid and also the little tapeworm cysts, which no one wants to eat or see, basically. No. So yeah. Yeah, it's a um, production system problem. But again, yeah. if you've got farm animals, um, it's a good idea to keep them tapeworms so they don't spread any parasites to your livestock. So with the, the hydatid and the tinea ovis, mm-hmm. What's the dosage for those? So just the normal um, tapeworming dose um, every, on a three-month basis, basically, yeah. every three months um, on a preventative basis, so it should interfere with the life cycle and, and shouldn't um, progress on to causing any troubles. Yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. So it's just the spirometra that's the full-time dose, Correct, is that right? correct. And everybody yep. else is just your normal. Correct. Okay, yep. um, well, that's, that's not too tricky. And there's a few quarantine things in Australia, like um, Tasmania, you need to have um, a couple of treatments for high-dated tapeworms before your dog can travel to Tasmania, mm-hmm. um, and that's part of the, the paperwork, basically, because they haven't got high-dated tapeworms in oh, Tasmania wow. and they don't want them. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> and same as like, New Zealand and some other overseas countries. So it's just, um, yeah, it's... You'll find out about that if you try and move your dogs around. Um, in Australia, there's a few little quarantine bits and pieces, yeah. um, but that's one of them. There's a, a, a vet has to administer the medication to, if your dog did have tapeworms, it stops them. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's But that's great. the vet's problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, not your problem. No. Yeah. So is there anything else about tapeworms that you want to cover before we wrap up? No, that's the main things. I mean, they're nothing. I mean, they're horrible and it's not a nice thing. Think about, um, I mean, clinically they're, they're not like heartworms or um, hookworms that, that kill dogs really, really frequently. I mean, it, it causes discomfort and it can cause clinical disease. Um, they're pretty easy to kill um, with a very safe medication. Um, the main thing is for me it's sort of changed a little bit and vets' recommendations have changed a little bit because – of the newer um, flea medications where um, the flea medication gives really such good control over flea tapeworms that flea tapeworms have become less of a problem. Yeah. But if you're using those medications when you very first start them, I think it's reasonable to do a tapeworming dose before you start. Yeah. Um, and if your dog or cat has any of the exposures for the spirometra or those other tapeworms, certainly in every three-month tapeworming dose regularly would never do any harm. Like the medication is extremely safe. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, but if you're tackling spirometra, you just remember that four times tapeworming dose. Yeah. Yep. Cool. That's easy. Yep. Well, I sincerely hope that nobody ever has to see one of these things hanging out from an animal's butt or have to deal with them. But now you know what to do if you do and how to prevent that from being a part of your life. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Um, hope you enjoyed all of our really disgusting talk. And uh, if you have any more questions or you want some more info, you can check out our website, vetandpetdirect.com.au. We sell wormers that have the active ingredient um, praziquantal and we have the help centre on there. We have chat where you can chat to us vet nurses if you have any other questions. And, of course, if you have any questions specific to your animal, we'll have a chat to your vet. Thank you. That's my wormy wisdom. Your wormy wisdom. Thank you for sharing your wormy wisdom. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye.